half-open door. They looked sad and ashamed, and Kitty sighed as she spoke, because all knew that father's headaches always began by his coming home sluggish or cross, with only a part of his wages. And mother frequently cried when she thought they did not see her. And after the long sleep, father looked as if he didn't like to meet their eyes, but went off early. They knew what it meant, but never spoke of it only pondered over it and mourned with mother at the change that was slowly altering their kind, industrious father into a moody man and mother into an anxious, overworked woman. Kitty was thirteen and a very capable girl who helped with the housekeeping, took care of the two little ones, and went to school. Tommy and Sammy looked up to her and thought her a remarkably good sister. Now, as they sat round the stove having a go-to-bed talk, the three heads were close together, and the boys listened eagerly to Kitty's plans, while the rattle of the sewing machine in another room went on as tirelessly as it had done all day. Mother's work was more and more needed every month. Well, began Kitty in an impressive tone, we all know that there won't be a bit of Christmas in this family if we don't make it. Mother's too busy, and Father doesn't care, so we must see what we can do. It would be awful to go to school and say we hadn't had any turkey or plum pudding. Don't expect presents, but we must have some kind of a decent dinner. So I say, I'm tired of fish and potatoes, said Sammy, the youngest. But where's the dinner coming from? asked Tommy, who had already taken some of the cares of life on his young shoulders and knew that Christmas dinners did not walk into people's houses without money. We'll earn it and Kitty looked like a small Napoleon planning the passage of the Alps. You, Tom...